the Bible Study Podcast, episode 166. Today, the Bible Study Podcast continues a study looking at money. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. This is the second part of a study on money, and I don't know how long this study is going to go on. I'm interested to see myself. Last week, we looked at the question of the sort of the theology of glory, the theology that says God wants you to be rich, that God promises many times in the Old Testament, we looked at some of those promises last week, that if you are obedient to him, he will bless you. And I challenged some of those things, but let me tell you now, now that we're starting a new episode, that I believe those promises. I believe that if you are obedient to God, that he will bless you. Now, I think it's a little more complicated than some people make that, so let's look at a couple different things. First of all, why do I believe that? And if you think about it, it makes perfect sense. If God is desiring what is for our good, if God loves us, and if God is capable of giving us guidance, which I believe he, he is, and the Bible certainly says that he is, then if I am faithful and obedient to God, I am at least eliminating from my life some problems. Okay, so let's look at that. For instance, if I have a problem that I have a weakness for something, if I have a weakness for alcohol, if I have a weakness for sex, if I have a weakness for food, if I'm obedient to God and I am being faithful and I am steering away from those things where I am tempted, then I'm going to be better off. For instance, when the terrible disease AIDS struck, I lived very close to San Francisco, which was a real epicenter for that disease, but I was not afraid of it. Why? Because I live in a monogamous, loving relationship with my wife. Since I'm not going to go have sex with prostitutes, for instance, I'm being protected by that obedience from some problems that would come into my life. And that is the case, I think, in general, that there's a a certain set of things that I won't have to deal with if I'm being faithful and obedient to God. Now, clearly there's another set of things that I am not protected from. We know that people who are faithful still get sick. People who are faithful still get in car accidents. People who are faithful still get in earthquakes. And for those sort of things, God has promised that he'll be with us. And I'm thinking of the passage from Romans 8, and this is a passage titled More Than Conquerors. And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. For those God foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the likeness of his Son, that he might be the firstborn among many brothers. And those he predestined, he also called. Those he called, he also justified. Those he justified, he also glorified. What then shall we say in response to this? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own Son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also, along with him, graciously give us all things? Who will bring any charge against those whom God has chosen? It is God who justifies. Who is he that condemns? Christ Jesus, who died more than that, who was raised to life, is at the right hand of God and is also interceding for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? 
As it is written, For your sake we face death all day long. We are considered as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Okay, let's look at that set of verses here because I believe that these verses are not unrelated to the verses from the Old Testament that talk about us being blessed by God when we are obedient. But notice, this isn't necessarily the blessing that we simply think of. This does not say that you will not be in hardship or trouble or persecution or famine or nakedness. You won't have danger from the sword. What it says is that God will be with us and that nothing can separate us from the love of God. The greatest blessing in our life that is available is to be in fellowship with God. And that is a blessing that transcends this life and also goes into the next. And we need to understand that when the Bible talks about blessing, it sometimes literally means winning the lottery. It sometimes literally means that your ship comes in, and it sometimes literally means that you make more money, and sometimes it does not, I believe. And I think these verses are very clear that God's love is what is the biggest blessing in our life. That we are more than conquerors despite what is going on. This first verse here does not say, in the version that I'm reading, and this is the New International Version, that all things work together for good for those who love God. And my understanding is this is a good translation from the Greek and the original. What it says is that we know that in all things, God works for good for those who love him. It does not say that all things are good. And we talked about this way back in a series of episodes about bad things happening to good people. What we are promised in these verses is that God will be with us. And again, I believe that is the greatest blessing. Now, let's look at another set of verses, and that is verses from Matthew 11. Because in Matthew 11, we get faced very directly with, again, this question of, does the blessing from God imply riches? Because Jesus encounters someone who has riches, and the one and only time in the Gospels that Jesus looks at someone and says, you need to give everything you have away, is this set of verses here in Matthew 11, the rich young man. Now a man came up to Jesus and asked, Teacher, what good thing must I do to get eternal life? Why do you ask me about what is good? Jesus replied, There is only one who is good. If you want to enter life, obey the commandments. Which ones? the man inquired. Jesus replied, Do not murder, do not commit adultery, do not steal, do not give false testimony. Honor your father and your mother and love your neighbor as yourself. All of these I have kept, the man said. What do I still lack? Now, did you notice that Jesus' list of the commandments is edited? What is he missing? Did you notice it? He's missing a couple different things. He's missing the commandments about God. And he's missing the commandments about coveting. He's missing the commandments 
that say don't put anything else in front of God, don't have any other gods, and remember the Sabbath. And he's missing the commandments that say don't covet your neighbor's house, your neighbor's manservant, your neighbor's maidservant, your neighbor's wife. All of those are commandments that can be related to money. We're going to go into more depth on that in a later episode, but Jesus skips those and says, these are what the commandments are. And he says, well, I've, I've kept all those. So Jesus says, okay, if you want to be perfect, go sell your possessions and give to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come follow me. When the man heard this, he went away sad because he had great wealth. Let me challenge you. Here's a question. Was Jesus offering that young man a blessing or a curse? Was it better for that young man to be rich or to be with Jesus? Well, hopefully you said the second. That's what Jesus said. Give everything you have and you will have treasure in heaven. Come follow me. The blessing that he is offering for obedience is to be with Jesus. The money in this man's case, and I won't say it's always the case, we're going to look at that in a little more detail in some of these upcoming episodes, but at least in one person's case, at least one time, Jesus looked at this man and said, your money is getting in the way. Your money is preventing you from being blessed. Give it away. So I do believe, like the Old Testament says, that if we are obedient to God, we will be blessed. But I do not always believe that means we will make more money. Sometimes, at least once, money is not the blessing, but the curse. This particular section goes on and says, Then Jesus said to his disciples, I tell you the truth, it is hard for a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven. Again, I tell you, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. When the disciples heard this, they were greatly astonished and asked, who then can be saved? The reason they asked that is their understanding was a very Old Testament understanding, that is, to be blessed by God is to make more money. That was the society and the culture of their time. That was their understanding is if if a rich man can't be saved, then who can be saved? You see their thinking there and why they would come to that conclusion. Jesus looked at them and said, with man, this is impossible, but with God, all things are possible. Peter answered him, we have left everything to follow you. What then will there be for us? Jesus said to them, I tell you the truth. At the renewal of all things, when the Son of Man sits on his glorious throne, you who have followed me will sit on twelve thrones, judging the twelve tribes of Israel. And everyone who has left houses or brothers or sisters or father or mother or children or fields for my sake will receive a hundred times as much and will inherit eternal life. But many who are first will be last, and many who are last will be first. So Jesus is saying, as he looks at those who have been able to do what that rich young man could not, who have given up everything, who have left their boats and followed him, who have left their tax collector counting tables and have followed him, he looks at them and says, you will have so much more. 
you will be blessed because of you have been obedient. You won't have more money. (laughs) You gave that up. You walked away from that. But you will have greater blessing. With that, we're going to end this episode of the Bible Study Podcast. We'll continue to look at this issue of money as we get into more of the details here in upcoming episodes. If you have any questions, feel free to leave a comment at thebiblestudypodcast.com or send me an email to host at thebiblestudypodcast.com or follow me on Twitter at Chris2x. And as always, thanks so much for listening. Finding uplifting news in today's headlines is often like searching for a needle in a haystack. At the Story Behind podcast, we believe in the power of finding heartwarming tales and are happy to share empowering stories with you every week. Hear about how Steve Harvey surprised a dying man on Family Feud with $25,000. Get inspired by the note a waitress received from a patron dining alone. And even hear about how one VIP passenger made a hard-working pilot get emotional before his flight. To start listening to the Story Behind podcast, visit lifeaudio.com or search Story Behind on your favorite podcast platform.